number one isn't easy. Well, okay, it is. Damn, son, where'd you find this? R-O-C, we running this rap shit. Memphis Bleak, we running this rap shit. B-Mac, we running this rap shit. Freeway, we running this rap shit. Owen Spark, we running this rap shit. Chris and Neat, we running this rap shit. The takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, Jehovah. Hey, little soldier, you ain't ready for war. R-O-C, too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test. Chesting in line of fire was just in that set. You bringing them boys to men, but them boys won't win. Grown man, B.I., get you rolled in the triage, B.I. If we ain't long enough, Dunny, if we ain't strong enough, fuck up. Rockefeller is the army, better yet the Navy. Niggas are kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill your motherfucking amps with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your Dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap. R-O-C, we running this rap shit M-E-Z, we running this rap shit The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap shit The zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it Freeway, we running this rap shit Owen Spock, we running this rap shit Chris and Nick, we running this rap shit I don't care if you all keep my whole trigger to you. You little fuck, I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in 88, you was the ballerina. I got the pictures, I seen you. Then you dropped shook one, switching demeanor. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Rockefeller, students of the game. You pass the classes, nobody can read you. Dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like jigger is ass. I won't clap you. Trust me on this one, I'll detach you. Mom from spirit, body from soul. They have to hold a mask, put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level, get your brakes quick. I sold what your whole album sold in my first week. You guys don't want it with hoes. Act nah, they don't want it with hoes. No, R-O-C, we running this rap shit. B-T, we running this rap shit. M-E-C, we running this rap shit. You zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Open spot, we running this rap shit. Freeway, we running this rap shit. Chris Denise, we running this rap shit. I know you miss a non-thug. But along with celebrity comes about 70 shots to your frame, nigga. You are. <laughs> Use the bag model for Carcana Esco ass. Went from nasty non to Esco's trash. Had a spark when you started, but now you just garbage. Fell from top 10 to not mention at all. To your bodyguard, Gucci Wallace first better than y'all. Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song. But I know, sun don't shine and sun don't shine. That's why you're. Careers come to an end, it's only so long, fake thugs can pretend Nigga, you ain't living, you witnessed it from your postcard You scribbled in your notepad and created your life I showed you your first text, you told it large professor Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser So yeah, I sampled your voice, you was using it wrong You made it a hot line, I made it a hot song And you ain't get a coin, nigga, you was getting fucked in What up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are listening to another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth, the podcast where I, the young of the smooth, chill out, go over some of my favorite goddamn 
albums and y'all know from the looks of it you know it's gonna be a good one plus not to mention the song that you heard in the beginning part of this podcast was from my man dj evil empire i really appreciate it that was his mix and the tribute to the goat jay-z i had to do this episode because of course 9-11 had already passed and you know, I had already kind of finished that last episode late, so I waited for at least a week to go by. But because the blueprint came out on 9-11, and there's so much controversy surrounding the blueprint, I think we definitely want to talk about that as well. Anyway, don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is YouTube Music, of course, Google a Google Podcast, the Purple Podcast Player, Spotify, YouTube with kicking it with young smooth podcast make sure y'all like share subscribe why wouldn't you of course you have fun with me and you get to see my car chats which are awesome and we rant about shit and sometimes i got to cuss people out including facebook and youtube so it is what it is either way so last week did you get that kick that lyric it was shyrat but it was the Nicki Minaj verse, of course. We won't go into more about Nicki today as well, cause, mm, I love my sis, but she out here, she, she, she doing the most. I just want the music and the freaking documentary. Can I get the music and the documentary? That is what I am waiting for, okay? I don't know if she's trying to wait until December, until her birthday. I don't know what she doing. But what I do know is I need, that's what I need. I need that. And, um, that's what I'm waiting for. So, let's start this party off right the way that we know how with Madu. So, this is a MC for our, for the uh, Kick That Lyric. And this MC is straight out of the South. He's part of a duo. Um, he is no longer with us. Um... And there's that. So I, those are all the, all the clues that I'm going to give you. Don't forget, I will repost it on Facebook. Even though I had an issue with Facebook recently, and I'll go into it after the kick that lyric, but uh, it will be posted on Facebook. It will be posted on Instagram as well. Um, it looks like it may be too many words for Twitter again, but whatever. So it is what it is. Um, and the kick that lyric reads in the King's English like this. Uh Smoking out, throwing up, keeping lean up in my cup. All my car got leather and wood. In my hood, we call it buck. Everybody want to ball. Holla at broads at the mall. If he up, watch him fall. Nigga, I can't. Fuck with y'all. If I wasn't rapping, baby, I would still be riding Mercedes. Chroming, shining, spinning daily. No rest until Whitey pay me. Uh, now what you know about them Texas boys coming down in candy toys, smoking weed, and talking noise. Alright, so that is the kick. I had to read it like that, but that was the best way to get through it. It's the best way to get through it because it's such an iconic song. You guys will know it. It's going to be very simple. Um, but hopefully you will check out that kick, that lyric. 
All right. Um, before I go into news you can and cannot use, because um, I got I got to go into this just a little bit. Uh, I recently posted on my YouTube page, and in addition, I also posted it was also on Facebook as well. Um, but I did have a car chat. I was actually eating a quinoa bowl because quinoa is good for your system. Uh, get into that. Speaking of which, um, off on topic, off topic as far as. The way that this went. Um, Goalie also has an, apparently a new super green gummy. So I'm going to have all of them at this particular point. Um, I am not going to lie. It, the the health benefits on top of the CMOS situation are working out amazingly. So this is what really originally happened in that chat, in that live chat. I was originally just going to go over health benefits, talk about what, you know, the new things have done for me. Um, but, uh, especially with like the goalie gummies and everything else. But then somewhere my spirit was like, you know what? Mm -mm. You need to lead on to other topics. And then friends chatted into the live and I was like, Oh yeah, this is a thing. So I was like, alright, cool. Um, I, uh, there was a chat that was supposed to go for, I promise y'all, every bit of like 15 minutes. I was like, I was going to talk for a minute, finish out my King Wall Bowl, you know, move on about my day. Boom. Low and but goddamn hole, it became a hole. It's like 54 minutes. I'm like, God damn. But I go in, some of my friends, you know, put in comments and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I had, I had to kind of talk about a couple of things. Um, but the one thing about Facebook, um, I got, uh, Facebook jailed. If you could believe it or not, I'm like, why would I be Facebook? Like, I have no reason to be in Facebook jail. So that meant I couldn't post. I couldn't respond. I couldn't, uh, send messages through Facebook messages. Not the, all the things that I do. So I'm like, all right, so why would I be in it? So apparently what they ended up saying was, um, either something I posted flagged an alarm for the security of the system. I was like, Hmm, are you talking about the rap videos or music videos that I post that are from yesteryear? Mm, why do we have a problem with that now? That doesn't make any sense. So then the other bullet point that they had says something along the lines of, um, you have unwelcome friend friend requests. Um, it's rare that I send friend requests unless it's something like, I, I know them or they, I see them doing music. So I'll request them so I could, you know, try to start building my roster of people to interview, so on and so forth. So I'll do stuff like that. That's true, but that's rare that that even happens. So mm, not quite sure. Or thirdly, something went against the community guidelines. Now the community guidelines could have been anything. And when I tell you it's so vast, but yet that was so vague that I was like, well, what are you talking about? Again, you ask them, you can dispute it, but there's still never really an answer. And this is probably the third time that I said this and I'm saying this again, but just like for instance, with one of the YouTube creators, because YouTube is also in the same boat as well, with one of the YouTube creators, Corey Kenshin, love Corey to death. I watch all of his stuff. And like I said before, I watch his Spooky Scary Sundays. That's one of my favorites, you know, that he has on his channel. I watch him game, you know, I watch him do all type of stuff. I appreciate it. I love it. So I'm sitting there and he had reached the 10 million mark. And I'm like, yo, that's so dope. You got 10 million subscribers. I mean, and, you know, he always is very... um 
inspirational and really trying to make sure that that people um can say that you can do anything you know what i'm saying he's really good at that he's really good he's motivational is what i should say so i'm like all right cool that's so great so then the next day Corey comes back with another video like yo he gets a strike from youtube but it's not anything of a recent post apparently it's a post from like 2015 and something in in the video was consisted of a conduct that wasn't part of youtube's rules but when they told him and gave him the letter about the strike after mind you they just gave him the diamond plaque it's like yo if he's not safe as a creator how are any of the rest of us safest creators? Even even when we're we're doing the guidelines, I I can't fuck with non integrity. You have to have some type of integrity about yourself, and that's just that's me as a person. That's me just on everyday shit. Like you need to have some type of integrity about yourself. So if the app doesn't have a level of integrity. How can we expect that? Like, yo, I'm getting, there are people and other creatives and I'm, what I'm feeling and what I've heard mostly is that it's been black and brown creators. Like I'm not saying white creators don't get the strikes, but it doesn't seem like they are saying most of anything. So how do we work within the app that claims itself to have a level of integrity but in actuality doesn't so it is hard so now at one point i was definitely going to be like i waited a couple of days i waited pretty much the week and was like okay well i'm not i'm not fucking with facebook no more there's so many other apps out here but it's a little different when you got friends you got family you have you know all of these people that that some you know some you don't um and you're creating a, ba- a, a brand and you're you know creating content and you still want to get that content out and that's one of the most powerful sources as well so you're like all right cool well should i still do it but a part of me was very adamant for a second like yo i'm not doing this shit like i'm absolutely not doing this because it doesn't make any sense like it's just it's it's ridiculous. Why should we keep putting ourselves through this and trying to hold and uphold? Most creators are trying to uphold a level of integrity. But when you don't tell someone what is wrong, this goes in life and anything else. If you do not tell someone what is wrong, there is no way for them to fix it. You cannot fix a problem if you do not know what the problem is to fix. Like, that shit is crazy. I don't understand. So, you know, that's my rant about Facebook. But you can definitely check out the um, the actual video. It is posted on the YouTube page at Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. So, make sure y'all check that out. I really appreciate it. Alright, moving on to the news. You know what I'm saying? The news you can use. Some of it you can't. Some of it is like, what the fuck? The other... Uh, <laughs> Starting off, Normani performs Wild Side at VMAs. Yes, let me talk about the VMAs real quick. Gush over some of it and some that a lot of people have left out, which I'm very upset about to a degree because I've watched certain artists and I'm like, damn, I wish that I wish that y'all would have talked about that too. Although I will say, Doja Cat, all the black women, all the black women that performed killed it. You got Doja Cat, Normani. And we'll even add Little Nas X to the black woman category at that point. But um, Little Nas X and, you know, Lotto was on their, their Pepsi stage. They all killed their performances. Um, Normani's Wild Side. Oh, and Chloe Bailey. What, what, Chloe, Chloe Halley, I'm sorry. Chloe, you know, you know the girl. Um, <laughs> Chloe killed it. When I tell you that Have Mercy song... Uh, 
I can't, I can't even get it out of my head. And we'll, and she's so, she's so good. She was giving you Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. And I know it is so hard to, we can't keep comparing this 23 year old girl to a girl that did this when she was like 14, 15 and has done it her whole career and is now 40. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is this this is why I think we um all especially for millennials really stand for Beyonce because we're watching we watch this girl's ride forever. You know what I'm saying too? And I think that's why a younger generation will get with it. You know what I you know what? I just had a thought. So I feel as though and we'll go we'll get into no writing in a second. Um I feel as though that the generation before us looked at Beyonce like Tina Turner, just the power of the performances. And, you know, Beyonce definitely said that Tina was one of her influences, both Tina's, her mom and, of course, Tina Turner. Um, and then now the millennials look at Beyonce because we've known of and, and of Beyonce since she was like 15, 16 years old when she was, when she started in Destiny's Child. So then you got that. And then on top of that, you have her doing her whole solo career. Now you have her protege who also, you know, they found when they were a little younger, helped them. They're all part of the Parkwood situation. So it's like, you can see how that comparison for Chloe will, will very much so be Beyonce. You know what I'm saying to you? Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm here for, I like to see that there's a new generation and not to mention the have mercy song. Shout out to one of my favorite people. Love her music. I think she is just going to be an icon in her own right, but TC, the artist, um, she's awesome and amazing. And I just love her craft and her mind and the way it works. And, and a girl from Florida who loved my city and is taking a Baltimore sound or creating a sound and putting that. And that was on the main stage and just kind of watching. I did what I didn't watch that that night, but I watched it the next day of the, all the performances and I watched it. And I, the, the second that Chloe came out and I realized that she was going to do her mercy. I was like, yo, yeah, we're on the main stage at the VMAs. Like, like at that moment, that was what that felt like. And especially when you've watched people and you guys have seen a lot of the people that I have like interviewed, I've met them. I've met them through the circuit. I've reached out to them, so on and so forth. So it's really one of those things where you're like, oh, my city is on the main stage at the VMAs in a certain kind of way. And there's more to come. Like, y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Y'all just not ready. I'm trying to tell you. So, I'm super excited. Once again, shout out to TT. I think she's just awesome and amazing. And I, I can't wait to see what's next. I am super excited. Anyway, back to the Normani situation. Normani came to slay. Two years after making her VMA debut, the R&B sensation returned to the stage at the 2021 MTV Video Music Awards on Sunday, dressed in a silver, um, sculpted top and baggy pants. Side note, was she not giving you a Afro-punk futuristic kind of look? And on top of that, it looked very reminiscent of TLC. Very much so. 
Very much so. She paid tribute to her idol, Alia. Yes, Alia, not Alia. While delivering a uh, nostalgic performance with her Cardi B-assisted single, Wild Side. Normani and her crew of dancers tore up the stage with the choreo- uh, choreographed moves against a white, uh, all-white set. Cardi, who welcomed her second child earlier this month, was unable to make it. However, Normandy had another surprise in store when she brought out Tiana Taylor. While Tiana was strapped into a chair, Normandy got on top of her in a steamy homage to Janet Jackson's provocative tour performance. In addition to Normandy's Sunday's VMAs, feature performances from Little Nas X, Chloe, Olivia Rodrigo, and Busta Rhymes, which I want to touch on. Okay. This is my issue with MTV. I don't remember quite how that was because I felt like Busta Rhymes performed. And I don't think anybody said anything. as far, I haven't seen anything as far as him winning an award for the video Vanguard. But I do believe it is time for Busta Rhymes to win an award for the, let me rephrase, the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. Because what they're doing and what they're going to continue to do is they're going to try to whitewash that they have... They named this. We talked about this a while ago. We talked about it when Missy was not honored and then Jennifer Lopez was honored the one year and then Missy, I think Missy didn't get inducted until like 2018, I want to say, 18, 19, something like that within that time frame. So at this particular point, we need to give Buster his things. We need to, um, get to, a point of continuously making them say the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award because no one has ever hit that plateau of what Michael did and the way videos go nowadays. Nowadays, you'll never see a video. You'll never see a video like Scream. You'll never see a video. I mean, Thriller maybe, Thriller maybe, absolutely, but Scream, you're not gonna see what that quality. Was and I, but I do believe that some of them are kind of bringing it back because, like Doja Cat, um, like Kiss Me More gave me that feel again when there are different planes and just things going going on in a video, so you're looking at more than just ass and pussy just all over the motherfucking place. Like that shit, that shit is next level, and Busta Rhymes does it. Even in, even in the Zara video is still iconically something different, visually something different. Look, think about Busta Rhymes' catalog of music and tell me that he not killing it and does not deserve to be honored. You know what I'm saying? Like we got, we, I, I might not agree with Busta in the mask situation that we talked about like two weeks ago. Like we might not, I might not agree with him on that, but at the same token, I definitely, you know, think that we need to give him his props, give him his flowers for elevating and changing the game all the time. Come on, now think about the song with him and Janet. Like, like the What's What's This Gonna Be song. Yo, futuristic situations looking like Terminator 2 out this bitch. Like, what are you, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Sorry, gotta take a sip, pardon me. Mm -mm -mm. I know it's probably the weirdest thing to be like, why are you drinking in the middle? Because if I don't do it, who the fuck else will? 
Uh, but yeah, that was one of my things. Moving on to my next topic. Nicki Minaj reveals she tested positive for COVID. I was like, no. And then I read some of this and I was like, uh, <sighs> We will see. Nicki Minaj won't be attending the Met Gala because she recently contracted COVID. Taking to Twitter on Monday, September 13th, she revealed that she tested positive for coronavirus while rehearsing for the MTV Video Music Awards. Quote, I was preparing for the VMAs. I shot a video and guess who got COVID? End quote. She tweeted. Quote, do you know what it is not to be able to kiss or hold your tiny baby for over a week? I I imagine she said it like that. I know she didn't. A baby who is only used to his mama get vaccinated. Drake had just told me he got vaccinated with the vaccine, though. So, child. Oh, sorry. He got COVID with the vaccine. So, child. End quote. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm, I don't know if I want to, you know what, footnote, footnote, fuck it. I also talk about this in that live too. Um, as someone who has had coronavirus before there was a full vaccination, everyone was able to get vaccinated. Um, and I know I like every time I hear somebody that, that is now getting it, even when it's celebrity wise, like um my girl, uh not even celebrity wise, I would say even my YouTube family, like um uh Art of Kicks and uh Natalie Love and T. S. Madison, I have watched all of them go through it and they are saying the exact same thing. Thing. Now, the difference with T.S. Madison, I'm not quite sure about Natalie Love or Arta Kicks, but the one thing about T.S. Madison was this. She was vaccinated and her mother is not. And that is a hard, hard situation because I think for like T.S., it was like the small body aches, losing the, t- losing the smell and all that stuff. But her mother, the cough got bad and all that stuff. Everything that I've also told you guys, which is also on my YouTube page of Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. Like I've also said that all of those things that I said about myself were the exact same things that everybody is going through. Um, So... I want the unvaccinated to understand because I think somewhere along the line, we have gotten to this point where we have a tunnel vision and we're not saying it, but we kind of feel this way like a vaccination is a cure. Not never. Not never. It's never been. I had to get quiet for a second because I just wanted y'all to ponder on that. A vaccination is not a cure. A vaccination is a shield of protection but not a cure. A vaccination will, it is telling your body, it is, it's going to give you, it's going to give you what feels like the symptoms. I'm not even going to lie. Even when I got vaccinated for what was a day, because my body already had antibodies in it. It was like, Oh nigga, we already know what this is. Fuck you mean. We out of here. Like we getting this. We won't fight this. It is giving your body the fighting chance to fight for what it is and not die. That is like if you got vaccinated for chickenpox or you got vaccinated for anything or polio or anything else. And even though these things that don't happen like that, but you get vaccinated for those things or the flu, you get vaccinated for the flu so that you do not receive it. Ponder on it. You're getting vaccinated so that you do. Oh, well, they put a, they put. I have never had to agree with Stephen A. Smith in my lifetime, but. 
And I'm not a sports person like that because I already said last uh, two weeks ago that hip hop is my sport. Which, as a matter of fact, I think we also have to go over the verses too because we did not. We will talk. We're going to talk before we get into the um, the album. Um, but <sighs> most of you Negroes and non Negroes and Caucasoids that listen to the show do not. Read 90 to 100 percent of the shit that you put in your body. If you go to the gas station, I'm speaking for the men. If you go to the gas station and get you any of them Ronald pills to make sure that your dick stay hard because you don't want to pay for motherfucking Viagra or Cialis or <laughs> Zotafel, like at some point you did not read what was in there and research what's in there. To, to that effect, you just know that, that, that whatever it is, it makes it happen. You know what I'm saying to you? You don't know what effect that may have on your body later on in life. You do not know, but your ass damn sure take it. Your motherfuckers will go down to the weed man that you don't know and cop you some weed. You bitches will put on your motherfucking eyelashes and don't know where that eyelash glue came from, what, what it has, side effects, none of that. You don't know that Oh, but it got FDA approved. Some of the stuff that be on it on the shelves don't say that it's FDA approved. A lot of shit that come through don't necessarily say that it's FDA approved. So, you know, we take a lot of stuff. If you eat processed food, that shit is not it, it, it some most of it is FDA approved. However, you do not know what is in it or what takes to make it or what takes to make it in mass productions. So, you so scared to put something in your body that could possibly protect you versus all of the bullshit that you put in your body on a regular basis. And the same conspiracy theories be the same niggas that smoke weed, do coke, lean, molly, whatever. You put all of these things in your body. And on top of that, y'all still be the same niggas that eat ass. I'm still on that. How y'all still the same niggas that eat ass? And <laughs> you worried you okay to put that in on your tongue, but you worried about what you put in your body. I don't understand. You need to make, y'all need to make decisions. Pick one. Pick a struggle. Cause that, that's ridiculous. For all of the naysayers that sit back and talk about, it's a, oh, the Tuskegee experiment. I'm not going to say, and I've said it before, and I believe that as well. Cause I was very much on that plane. Let me be very clear. I was very much on that plane. Like, uh, you know, this, this country is a fuck ass country. It's not to be trusted. This, that, and that's true. That shit is 100% true. Because look at the shit that's going on now. Absolutely not. Like, yeah, you de- you definitely going to feel that way. I understand that. However, I also say in um, a, a particular kind of way, I don't believe that it would be black genocide because um, white people would not be trampling over old white people to get it as well. Like, that's not a thing. Like, it just it's just not. It's just not. I believe that the numbers are rising because we've, we're, we're moving too fast. You, we, we didn't do what we were supposed to do in the beginning and we've let it mutate. And we're one of the countries that is going to have the biggest problem because we don't. And there are too many states that are not and nobody's taking it seriously. You know, we have issue. Everybody got issue with a mask, but yet and still, if you had your doctor not put on a mask, when they were performing surgery and just had a germs all in your motherfucking body and then you got sick and died, then you're ready to sue the doctor. But 
y'all was like, oh, this mask don't work. Oh, oh, it don't work. Mm, like what is it going to protect you from it it may not protect you from everything i get that but at the same token it's better that you're you're fighting off less of a chance of airborne pathogens getting in your face and your airborne pathogens shooting off to anybody else's you feel what i'm saying to you yeah take a breather from the mask but put the shit back on like i wear my mask in public and in public places i'm like i have it off and on in my office because I, I sometimes just sitting there is is a lot and i get that so i'll do that and that, and that's true and try to put it on when people come through and this that and the third yo it is a complete thing but i need for the non-vaccinated to stop utilizing this as if it is a cure when it is not you can still get it, but the chances of you dying from it have lessened significantly at this point. And this is not something that it was like, oh, well, I just found this out because I, I looked at it on TV. No, I've read up. I've read on studies. I've read on Dr. WebMD. I've Googled it. I've done all type of shit. So, it, and that's for my own edification. It was never for the fact of, oh, let me tell my followers. Let me tell my listeners this. No, never that. I want you to be educated. So whatever you hear from me, make sure you do your own research because just as much information as I'm giving you now, I could be wrong. This is why I have a problem with Onika on this. Barbs, don't come in my inbox. I am still a Barb. I still love a girl. I, I do. I just don't. I wish that her rhetoric wasn't like this at this particular point. Um... It goes, the article goes on to say, um, when a fan told her that non-vaccinated people are 11 times more likely to pass away from COVID than vaccinated, Nikki said she was unvaccinated. That's not true. I had the exact same symptoms as people with the damn vaccine. She said, she added, you're supposed to, what are you, what are you talking about, sister? You're, <laughs> if you don't, it, what? That statement didn't even make any sense. It doesn't even make any sense. That's not true. I had the exact same symptoms as people with the damn vaccine. That's fine, but that don't mean that you couldn't die from it. Like, what are you talk? What are you? What are we talking about? Why is this always so difficult with you people? You know what? I'm not doing this. She also revealed that she. Won't be attending the Met Gala because of the vaccination requirements. Quote, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I've, <laughs> I've done enough research. I'm working on that now in the, oh Lord. <laughs> in the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grip your head and face, not the loose one. End quote. Nikki claims that her cousin in Trinidad got the vaccine. This is so bad. Vaccine and became impotent. I like to say this dick is still slinging over here. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, I'm just being real honest with y'all. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's bullshit. That is bullshit right there. Okay. That has never happened. This dick is still slinging. I don't know what the fuck. Then she goes on to quote, my cousin in Trinidad won't get, uh, won't get the vaccine because his friend, got, oh, oh my God, got it and became impotent. His testicles became sw- <laughs> swollen. His 
it's, I can't. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. Uh, sis, that's about the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That is not, nothing about that made sense. Who told, why would people tell you this? And why did you think that this is a good idea for you to spit out? So, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. See, here's my thing. Just when I want, like, yo, Nikki, you're winning. Sometimes, this is weird. Sometimes you do need to take a page out of Beyonce's book. When you're winning, shut the fuck up. Matter of fact, very Mariah Carey song. Get the fuck out. Shut the fuck up. Like, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It's just, uh, it, it is unnerving to hear the, the rhetoric and the bullshit. Like, what? Your cousin friend became impotent, his testicles became swollen, and then he was supposed to get married, but the girl called it off. No, I agree. I got that on the read, and I heard part of that on the read, too. No, the nigga was cheating, and I get that. I 100% get that. Like, yeah, the nigga was cheating. That That is what that was. Nikki was scheduled to perform at Sunday's VMAs, but I had to pull out at the last minute because she tested positive. She recommends others get the vaccine if their jobs require it and says she eventually plans to get vaccinated so she could tour. So here's the thing. I believe that in my mind, I think Nikki's trolling. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know why she woke up that morning and decided she wanted to troll like that. I don't know why she wanted to troll with this particular issue. Not really my ministry. I wish that she would not because this is, this is unhealthy. Um, but I, it, 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 it's not good for anybody. It's just not. Um, but apparently it's made local news. I mean, not local news, it's made national news. Um, you know, so maybe we'll get a good line. Maybe we'll get a good bar out of it. Hopefully the album will be coming. Maybe, hopefully the album will be good. You know, uh, I'm hearing good things. I, I heard the little thing. I think it was like Brandy, Kiki Wyatt, and uh somebody else on a whole you know on a like a good hook or a song or whatever that she teased um so i'm excited i'm excited for her music that let me sometimes in life you have to keep these artists in that perspective i am happy for the music i am excited for the documentary getting a little bit more intimate with nikki in her life i these are the things that i'm happy for this type of rhetoric i, I want nikki to be careful with that because of the fact she has over like millions and millions of followers. I don't even know what the number is anymore. So, like, I think it was like forty. The last, uh, you know what? Let's let's check. I just I'm interested now. But like, yo, you have entirely too many followers, and because you have so many followers, I want her to just be be mindful of that like they don't she has one um, i said 40 look at me what was i thinking she has 158 million followers i'm not unfollowing but 158 million followers onika do better that is the bottom line Moving on, Drake's Certified Lover Boy debuts at number one L with the biggest week of 2021. Drake is a certified chart topper. The Toronto rapper earns the biggest week 
for an album in over a year as certified lover boys debuts at number one on the billboard 200 the long awaited project which was released on september 3rd opens with 613,000 equivalent album units which is eaus i'll say eaus now um the biggest week for an album since taylor swift folklore launched at number one with 846,000 units in August of 2020. Of the 613 EAUs, um, 562,000 are from streams of the album's 21 tracks, which equals 700... 43.67 million on-demand streams while album sales compared to 46,000 in the first day certified lover boy broke the record for single day streams on both apple music and spotify additionally certified lover boy is drake's 10th number one on the billboard 200 and marks the largest week for a rap album or album by a male artist since his own scorpion in july 2018 drake dethroned kanye west's donda which previously had 2021's biggest week when it opened at number one with 309,000 units donda falls to number two in the second week with 141,000 EAUs um elsewhere on the top 10 Doja Cat's Planet Her dips to number 4 number 5 40 um the Kid Lori's Fuck Love falls five, from 5 to 8 and Rod Waves uh Soulfly rounds out the top 10 with 30,000 EAUs um, so Billboard's top 10 goes, of course, like this. Drake, Kanye West in number two, Iron Maiden number three, Olivia Rodrigo in number four, Doja Cat number five, Morgan Well Dangerous at number six, Billie Eilish at number seven, Kid Leroy at number eight, uh, Imagine Dragons at number nine, um, and Rod Wave at number 10 um so drake is killing them and said i'm coming for all of the things i don't know what the fuck y'all ready to do which i'm actually kind of excited for that um mm. i know a lot of rappers are like oh well drake ain't really a rapper rapper like that and this that and the third you can again your favorite rapper said men lie women lie numbers don't lie so, and speaking of which, that's the rapper we're talking about today. Men lie and women lie, numbers don't lie. Like, yo, at the end of the day, the nigga is at the chat arts. He's on the top of the chart. You know, it's so great where not only did you beat out Kanye, which is fine and, and probably evident that that may have happened, but on par, you beat out yourself from 2018 from only, what, three years ago now? Well, three, four years ago now. I'm sorry. So you beat out yourself? Bruh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Moving on. 
Doja Cat stars in Pepsi commercial. Doja Cat is the new face of Pepsi. She deserves. Can, can we can we can we say this? She deserves. She hosted the whole VMAs. She also performed. The motherfucker was in the goddamn air. Doja Doja Cat is that bitch. She's she is, and her wordplay is it, it, it's sick. You might not be able to get into all of it immediately. But over time, it is actually not that bad for real. Doja Cat is the new face of Pepsi. Following pop icons like Michael Jackson, Beyonce, and Britney Spears, the Kiss Me More singer stars in her own Pepsi campaign to promote the brand's newest offering, Pepsi Cola Soda Shop. In the Grease-inspired commercial directed by Han Lux Davis, Doja plays a modern day Sandy as a re as she reimagines one of the most recognizable songs of the soda pop a uh, soda shop era. You're the one that I want. In the dance heavy clip choreographed by Sean Bankhead, shout out to Sean. Sean is doing his shit. He is killing it. And for those that don't know who Sean Bankhead is, Sean is the one who is it, most notable right now for the creator of the up dance because he is the one that fucked it up. I actually watched something, uh, recently on Sean Bankhead on YouTube. Um, I think I can't remember what, what, uh, certification it was for, but, um, he talked about that he was like, yo, I'm not really a dancer. He was like, I really don't do choreography. He was like, I look at it over and over again and then study and add the moves and try to make it something simple that goes between something that you could do and something that's a little bit more, you know, intricate. And I was like, oh, that is dope. And he's also worked with Fatima, who also had worked with Alia as well. So it's it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And shout out to Sean. Um, so it was choreographed by Sean Bankhead. Doja locks eyes with her very own Danny at Rydell High. Oh my God, this is bringing back memories. Anybody who knows me knows that I was in the Owings Mills production of Grease. You're the one and all one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't judge me. Anyway, but it was, <laughs> it's not a man she's after. While at a diner, Doja dons an updated version of Olivia Newton-John's black leather jacket and pants from the 1978 musical while in pursuit of an ice-cold can of Pepsi Cola Soda Shop. Quote, Working with Pepsi on this remake of You're the One That I Want has been surreal. It's such an iconic song and brand, so to have the creative license to put my own spin on the launch of Pepsi Cola Soda Shop was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I had to be a part of it. End quote. Described as a modern take on a classic, as Pepsi always calls it, Pepsi Cola Shop, uh, Pepsi Cola Soda Shop, that's a lot. I ain't gonna lie. Pepsi Cola Soda Shop will be available in cream soda and black cherry flavors for a limited time starting September 20th. So actually as of yesterday, because I'm recording this on the 21st. So make sure y'all get y'all uh, Pepsi Cola Soda Shop. Um, I think that's going to be good. I, uh, you know what? I think that's going to be sweet as a bitch. 
So Coca-Cola already has like a cream soda. They also have one that's an orange and cream. So it's a lot. I'm not really here for all of that. But Pepsi Cola is Pepsi Cola Soda Shop with cream soda and or black. Well, black cherry. Mm, it's a lot. That's a lot of fucking sugar. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Swift, do I want to do this one? You know what? I don't think I can. I'm moving on. I'm moving on to my last story because we we are running a little bit longer. Um, as much as I want to talk about Swiss Beats and Drake, I just don't care. I don't need this type of light skin beef in my life. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I first of all, I don't even eat red meat no more. So <laughs> there's that. I'm I'm done. I can't. I can't digest that. Um, Trina reveals that she's engaged. Yay! Go Trina. The baddest bitch is no longer single again. Um, Trina is engaged. The Miami rapper shared the exciting news during a FaceTime call with life coach Stormy Welling on Thursday, September 9th. The Diamond Princess has was glowing as she showed off her diamond engagement ring she received just hours before. Quote, I had a big night last night, uh, Trina said, who was still in shock. She did not say who her fiancé is, but she is reportedly engaged to her boyfriend of over five years, Raymond Taylor, a 31-year-old former college basketball player and Miami rapper who goes by the name of Ray Almighty. Back in February, the couple celebrated Valentine's Day and their fifth anniversary. Five years strong, quote, five years strong, big vibes. Valentine's is every day for her. Raymond wrote in a caption while calling Trina the most gorgeous woman in the entire world. Trina, 46, previously dated Little Wayne. Why do we care? But previously dated Little Wayne from 2005 to 2007, followed by basketball player Keon Martin from 2007 to 2010. She also is in a high-profile relationship with French Montana at the end of 2014. Okay, well, uh, there's that. Um, super happy for Trina. I really hope that it works out. Um, I will say this. I, I don't follow Trina like that. Well, no, I do. I mean, I like Trina's music. I'm not really mad at Trina. She's been very, very, very consistent her whole career. And it has lasted over tw- almost 20, is it almost, it's a little over 20 years. So, um, you know, I love, 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 love Trina. Is it? Damn. You know Nat came out in two... Yeah, it's about 20 years. Um, so, I... Very, very happy for her. I like to have good news on the show. We ain't always gotta deal with the ratchet and ridiculous and... Which, again, this is news that you can't use, but whatever. It is what it is. Alright, y'all, moving on. One of my favorite, favorite albums. I get to talk about where I was when the blueprint dropped. When I tell you this album is so good and so much controversy, it is freaking ridiculous. I am here for the shenanigans. Let's get into it. The Blueprint is the sixth studio album by American rapper Jay-Z. It was also released on September 11, 2001 by Rockefeller Records and Def Jam Records. Its release was set a week earlier than initially planned in order to combat bootlegging. Recording sessions for the album took place during uh, 2001 at Manhattan Center Studios and Baseline Studios in New York City. 
Contrasting the radio-friendly sound of Jay-Z's previous works, the Blueprint uh, features soul-based sampling and production handled primarily by Kanye West, Just Blaze, and Bink, as well as Timberland, Trackmasters, and Eminem, who also contributes 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 <laughs> contributes the album's solo guest feature. Eminem is the only guest feature on this album. At the time of the album's recording, Jay-Z was awaiting two criminal trials, one for gun possession and another for assault, and had, and had become one of hip-hop's most uh, dissed artists, receiving insults from rappers such as Nas, Prodigy, and Jadakiss. The album is also famous for both its produ- uh, producers, Kanye West and Just Blaze's breakouts as major producers. West produced four of 13 tracks on the album, including the song Izzo, H-O-V-A, and the controversial Takeover, which includes diss lyrics aimed at rapper Nas and Prodigy, while Just Blaze produced three tracks, Girls, 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 Song Cry, and You Don't Know, also including the hit and bonus track, Breathe Easy. The Blueprint received universal acclaim from the music critics with praise being with praises being directed at Jay-Z's lyricism and production. It is considered one of the best albums and it has also been labeled as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time despite its release coinciding with the September 11 attacks. It sold over 427,000 copies in the opening week and debuted at number one in the U.S. holding the spot for three weeks. It was certi- it was later certified double multi-platinum by the RIAA. In 2019, the album was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, and um, essentially significant. Mm. Um, so, it, it's it's weird because this album definitely starts off with a bang. It starts off with the intro and then also starts off with the takeover, which instantly... I have had this debate several times with hip-hop heads. The takeover versus Ether. I don't know where I stand. And I think, honestly... Alright, if I had to pick a stance, and it's not because I'm doing this, just thinking about... this is And this is raw and off the moment, just thinking about this now. I After reading what I read, I would say, for me, it would have to have been Jay-Z as my winner. Here's why. I forgot that Jay didn't just hit Nas. Jay hit Nas and Prodigy. I and and it was it it was definitely an a lyrical assassination right there. So I'm gonna have to give it to Jay, even though Nas was 
feel good but it did kind of sound like on ether he was just kind of complaining and like mothering i don't know it just sounded weird it sounded real i don't know that's the only thing even though both are iconically classic and they have both buried the hatchet and they have both moved on from this and i and, and no no need to relive in it but if i had to say at the moment who took that was it jay was it nas for me it was jay definitely jay and I think because recently on my lit on my on my playlist, yo, YouTube, you shady. When I tell y'all one day I was driving <laughs> one day I was driving, I was doing grow up or whatever, and I promise you Ether came on first. And I think I skipped the one song and then the takeover was right next to it. I said, Oh, y'all playing out here in these streets. So let's go over a little background. Um, the blueprint was reportedly cut in two weeks with Jay-Z allegedly writing the lyrics in two days. At the time, he was awaiting two, well, God, this is how we got 444. Okay. <laughs> he wrote it in two weeks. It was, no, it was cut in two weeks. He wrote it in two days and he had two criminal charges. You add that up almost 20 years later, you got 444. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm just using numbers. I'm, I, I'm lying. Um, at the time, he was awaiting two criminal, uh, charges for gun possession and assault. He was also engaged in feuds with various rappers such as Jadakiss, Fat Joe, and in particular, Nas and Mob Deep member Prodigy. In the song Takeover, Jay-Z attacks the two Queensbridge rappers using a sample of the song 5 to O by The Doors. And an interpolation of David Bowie's fame. Remember, an interpolation is completely different than actually sampling a song. The interpolation is you recreating a song um, to sound like the song that, that you, you're, you're thinking of sampling. But yes, on the blueprint, Jay-Z and his producers use vintage soul as inspiration, including a vocal sample on almost every track from such artists as Al Green, Bobby Blue Bland, David Ruffin, and Jackson 5. Oh, yeah, because even Izzo is actually the Jackson 5 now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and look, they about to say that. Excepts, uh, exceptions include Jigga, that nigga, um, Hola Jovito, and Renegade, uh, a track produced by and featuring the rapper Eminem and the only track to have a feature on the whole album. Uh, let's talk about the cover. The photographer on the album's cover, taken by Jonathan Manson, um, was inspired by, uh, the movie The Firm, a series, um, or maybe actually the book The Firm, I'm sorry, a series by Jocelyn Bain Hogg, depicting, uh, organized crime in Britain instead of a telephone and brass knuckles seen next to the ashtray in the original picture a cigar a pack of cigarettes and a microphone were placed mm. um 
I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I may have said this in another one because this was an article that came up. I think because the name sounds familiar. The guy, Jonathan, is the guy that now, fast forward, Jay-Z is suing because he's reusing his likeness. I wonder how that's going. Like, not reusing his likeness, but was using his like, like, trying to sell, like, original prints from the blueprint um, of that photo shoot and, like, photos that he's taken of Jay-Z, um, like, on eBay and stuff like that. So, uh, research that out. Uh, let me know in the comments about that because that's actually kind of interesting um reception and impact the blueprint received rave reviews from critics a meta at metacritic uh which assigns a normalized rating of out of a hundred to review uh to reviews from mainstream critics the album received a average score of 88 which indicates universal acclaim Based on 12 reviews upon its release, the blueprint was hailed by Vibe Magazine as Jay-Z's best album, as well as the best album of the year, while The Source awarded the blueprint perfect 5 mic ratings, a distinction received for hip-hop classics. Nathan Rabin called it Jay-Z's strongest, tightest, most consistent album since his legendary debut, 1996's Reasonable Doubt. The popularity and commercial success of the blueprint established Kanye West and Just Blazes to hip-hop's, two of hip-hop's most celebrated producers. Furthermore, the blueprint's, uh, a, the blueprint is a major stylistic shift in hip hop production towards a more soul centric and sample related sounds, creating a number of Im- imitators who attempted to emulate the album's atmospheric style. Prior to the blueprint, mainstream hip hop producers had largely eschewed music sampling in favor for the key, the keyboard driven Timberland sound, um, characterized by a shift, uh, shifting, uh, syncopated rhythm similar to samba or jum, jungle music. Due to the financial and legal issues associated with copyright laws. So basically what they're saying is that at one point, and I can see that where a lot kind of went with more of the original beat situation without the samples. Um, and that's why it's so, it's so important to make the distinction between interpolation versus sampling. Because again, like when we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Normani's Wild Side versus Aaliyah's One in a Million, it's there. It has some of the same, uh, bops, but you can't, but an interpolation is this. There are 16 keys in music. Is it 16? It is. 16 keys in music, period. Um, there's no way that you would never not recreate that between any chord, um, timing melody any of that there's no way for you not to eventually recreate it or have something sound very similar to that um i really just i, I think that the 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 leah estate is not going to challenge the interpolation which is good the blueprint however um <laughs> revived musical sampling as a common practice in hip-hop music and dislodged the digital keyboard-driven production style as the dominant sound in hip-hop music. West would later incorporate some of the production and sample techniques he used on his al- on this album 
into his own albums. Entertainment Weekly put it on its end of the decades best of list saying one of the greatest poets ever to pick up a mic releases his magnum opus in 2001 yes Mm. one (laughs) uh one retirement and one unretirement later it's still his finest hour that is very true that's a good statement very good quote thank you entertainment weekly in 2003, the blueprint was ranked number 464 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of 500 greatest albums of all time. In a revised list in 2012, it was ranked at 252. In the 2020 revised list, the album was ranked at number 50. Pitchfork named the blueprint second best album of between 2000 and 2004, and in 2010, it ranked fifth in their top 200 albums of the uh, of the 2000s list. It is ranked at number four on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 100 best albums of the 2000s. The album received a perfect double XL rating from double XL magazine in 2007's retrospective article. The blueprint was also included in the book of 1001 albums you must hear before you die. It is true. It is true. I just like to say, um, the blueprint means a lot to me so of course everything that happened in 2001 um with 9-11 which was just so tragic and you know we're we're now officially 20 years from that and it's so it's 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 wild to kind of process and put through your mind um and i was again i'm always i'm always, I'm always working in something y'all always work i was state working but it was 2001 i was working when the towers fell i was working in downtown locker room and the country went on a state of emergency and i remember we didn't even really use email at the time so we had to send over effects to regional to let them know that we were closing and we closed and the mall closed and i walked home and um i remember um couldn't use any phone and mind you like so this happened like i think that because the news coverage had to spread it happened at like nine o'clock in the morning and by like 10 11 o'clock we were 10 o'clock we were out of there you know out of the mall nobody was able to move from anywhere everyone was just real shook and the atmosphere was shook and it was still weird because you know at that time i was a teenager i was I was, what, like 18 years old at that point? And, you know, I'm just... It, it's weird because being a millennial or being in that sh- that construct, we've gone through so many things. And, we're, you know, we're still surviving. I mean, between a crack em- epidemic, 9-11, and now the coronavirus, like, yo, we still thriving and surviving out here. Um, so that's a testament to our parents before that really gave that. And we hope to... Hope... I hope to see that for children as well because that's it's it's a lot it is a lot um but this album was i remember it was it was playing we played after after we got through you know 9 11 and all that stuff i remember them you know really playing it and it is it is in the lexicon of my love story as well because me and my wife met in 2002 and i was 19 
19 years old. I was 19. I was 19 years old and I am 38. I have known her all these years. It is crazy. It is, it is crazy. Um, so, you know, Jay-Z is part of that. Jay-Z is also part of my lexicon of my, of my love story. Like, I love, I love Jay-Z. I, I do. I think that, that it is just awesome. And I like the fact that I have, I, when I tell you, we got a plethora, a plethora of albums to listen to and to go back on. Um, I ain't stupid, so I'm not really going to play no Jay-Z stuff, but we will go over the track listing right now. Number one, um, the rule is back. Number two, the takeover. Number three, Izzo, H-O-V-A. Number four, girls, girls, girls. Number five, Jigga That Nigga. Number six, You Don't Know. Number seven, Hola, Jovito. That's my shit. Number eight, Heart of the City. Ain't No Love. Number nine, Never Change. Number 10, Song Cry. Number 11, All I Need. Number 12, Renegade featuring Eminem. And number 13, Blueprint, Mama Loves Me. Like, and don't forget about the hidden track, which was Breathe Easy Lyrically, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, the hidden track was one that if you, if you put it into your computer system, you could actually find it as well. And it was there. Um, as another track, it was like a whole bunch of empty tracks. And then there was a, there was a track in there somewhere and you were just like, Oh, well, here's a, another random track, but just gems, just Jay Z thinking outside of the box and Rockefeller and it just being such a great moment. Um, but you know, look, that wraps up another great episode of kicking it with young smooth. Y'all already know what it is. Don't forget you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google music, which is now YouTube music. Google Podcast, your purple podcast player for my Apple users, Spotify, YouTube, um, with the Kicking It With Young Smooth. Don't forget about my Kick That Lyric, you know what I'm saying, this week, Kick That Lyrics last week with Chirac with Nicki Minaj. Y'all already know what it is, so we got next week coming up to deal with some shit. Give me about maybe two more weeks. I think I want to start getting back into the interviews. I'm going to be finishing curating the Got the Drawers mixtape. So we're going to do something real sexy. Not to mention I'm writing another verse for another project. And I still got all of the other stuff that I have to do in life, which is crazy. Thank y'all for bearing with me. I appreciate every single. And before I go, let me say that. Let me be very honest. I don't want to rush through this. I 100% love and appreciate everybody that's given the most love and support and the most positive feedback ever. I mean, I've had, I've had an amazing ride and, and, and I don't want to use it in the past tense. Like the ride is over because it's so not because there's so much more to go, but I have documented and have had the most amazing ride in this podcast journey. If you listen to one to one hundred and 50 60 something i don't even know where we are anymore um i've had an amazing journey i know it seems like it's slowed down but it's because i want to refocus my creative energy so i love y'all to pieces and even if it was even if it's only 10 of you i do this for the 10 of you that listen to this i appreciate every single person every person that watches the show, like, I appreciate y'all, everybody who watches me rant, because I've noticed that if I will say anything that, that God will want me to say is, it's my purpose, it's the reason I'm here, and it's the reason that I do what I do, so I'm not mad at that, I'm in love with what I do, and there are days, like, y'all, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I'm gonna be real honest, and I'm gonna be quick, because we gonna get out of here, 
um, there are days where I will, I plug up this mic and I just plug it up slow because I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, do I want to do this? Does anybody care? So there are many times when I plug up this mic, I'm very much like, yo, who the fuck cares? Nobody, nobody's going to give a damn. But then there are comments or people say something or whatever. Like it was crazy. Yo, make sure y'all take care of yourselves. Um, protect your inner peace. You know what I'm saying to you? Your zen and, and your inner soul and your inner spirit is so, so important. Um, and in addition, y'all make sure y'all take care of yourselves. Get y'all goalie gummies. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, it has worked for me. And maybe it's also because I, I, t- I cut out a lot of red meat in my diet. Well, I cut out red meat and I cut out pork and I cut down my carbohydrates and I'm intermittent fasting. All of the things, all of these things are happening. Um, but my hair is also grown back. Um, it was growing back and I'm like, whoa. And I didn't do anything. And at the most also, I will say the hair growth thing, especially if men want to know about that. What I use does not necessarily mean it will work for you. However, I use the, it was like the Jamaican castor oil. It has too many names, but it's like the Jamaican castor oil shea butter strengthening and restoring leave-in conditioner. I promise you, I believe that is the whole title of the shit. But I use it every day and then I allow it to process in my hair for at least two or three days. And then on my third, my third day, I wash it out and then start all over again. And just kind of let it sit in there. The nods part that I had for years is <laughs> leaving. And that part of my hair is, is coming back. My yarmulke, which is the back part of my head, that part is coming back. So I'm very excited. And it's also about the nutrition and the diet that I'm putting into it. I'm trying to change a lot of other things as well. But I'm very, very, very happy. Okay. So all of that being said. Um, I told you where you could find me. Last thing, because you know it's true. Fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And you gotta think about it. Jay-Z beat the odds in 2001 where this country was going through it, one of its most devastating times in American history. And still came out on top and still has given us continuously given us art after art after art. So... If he can do it, why can't I? Why can't you guys? You know, I always want to leave you guys with something inspirational and positive and just showing my love. You know, my glow is different. My glow turns on right now. It's completely different than anybody else's. And your glow should be too. I love y'all so much for listening. Now, you just kicked it with Young Smooth. Now, don't you feel better about it? Alright, y'all. I know y'all do. <laughs> Damn, son. Where'd you find this? R-O-C, we running this rap shit. Memphis Bleak, we running this rap shit. B-Mac, we running this rap shit. Freeway, we run this rap shit. Owen Spark, we running this rap shit. Chris and Neek, we running this rap shit. The takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J-Hova. Hey, little soldier, you ain't ready for war. R-O-C, too strong for y'all. It's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test. 
Chest in the line of fire with your thin ass back. You bringing them boys to men. What them boys won't win. Grown man, B.I. Get you rolled in the triage. B.I. Your beats ain't long enough. Gunny. Your beats ain't strong enough. Fuck up. Rockefeller is the army. Better yet, the Navy. Niggas are kidnap your baby. Spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight. Kill your drama. We kill your motherfucking amps with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny. Cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. R.O.T. We running this rap shit. M.E.C. We running this rap shit. The broad street bully. We running this rap shit. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens. That's it. Great weight. We running this rap shit. Always fuck. We running this rap shit. Chris and Nick. We running this rap shit. I don't care if you more people, I hope triggers to cool. You little fuck, I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in 88, you was the ballerina. I got the pictures, I seen you. Then you dropped shift one, switching demeanor. Well, we don't believe you, you need more people. Rockefeller, students of the game, you pass the classes, nobody can read you. Dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like Jigger is ass, I won't clap you. Trust me on this one, I'll detach you. Mom, spirit, body from soul. They have to hold a mask, put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level, get your brakes beat. I sold what your whole album sold in my first week. You guys don't want it with hoes. X9, they don't want it with hoes. No, ROC, we running this rap shit. BT, we running this rap shit. MPC, we running this rap shit. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Owen Spark, we running this rap shit. Freeway, we running this rap shit. Chris Denise, we running this rap shit. I know you miss the non-thug. But along with celebrity comes about 70 shots to your frame, nigga. You are. Use the bag model for Carcanine Esco ass. Went from nasty non to Esco's trash. Had a spark when you started, but now you just starving. Fell from top 10 to not mention at all. See your bodyguard, Gucci Wally, first better than y'all. Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song. But I know, sun don't shine, sun don't shine. That's why you're. Careers come to an end, it's only so long, fake thugs give a ten. Nigga, you ain't living, you witnessed it from your cocaine. You scribbled in your notepad and created your life. I showed you your first text, so in law the professor. Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser, so yeah, I sampled your voice, you was using it wrong. You made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. And you ain't get a coin, nigga, you was getting fucked in.